Hey guys, and welcome to a new episode. This is your host, Muhammad. We'll get started talking about cysts within the prostate or adjacent to the prostate. We have two types of cysts, the midline cystic structures, prostatic structures, and lateral cysts. Midline cystic structures are two types, the utricle cyst and malarian duct cyst, or prostatic utricle cyst and malarian duct cyst. The malarian duct cyst or malarian cyst, the malarian structures refer to the structures that are forming the uterus and the ovaries. Obviously, this needs to involute in a male and remnant of that will be the malarian duct cysts or malarian cysts, not malarian duct cysts, malarian cysts. Now, as we said before, because this is a female structure, it does not really communicate with the urethra or the bladder. A utricle or prosthetic utricle cyst communicates with the urethra, and we would see it filling with contrast material. That's really the key difference. Otherwise, the shape is the same. Sometimes people refer to the utricle cyst as pear-shaped and the malarian cyst as a teardrop shape. That's not the issue. The key thing is both of them are midline, and if they show you contrast within the cyst, then they're talking about prosthetic utricle cyst. If they don't show you that, then they have not to give you both of them on the choices unless both are wrong. Now, a lateral cyst, that would be a ejaculatory duct cyst. Again, if it's lateral to midline, it has to be a ejaculatory duct cyst. Tuber sclerosis is associated with which type of renal masses? Angiomyolipoma. Again, angiomyolipoma, bilateral angiomyolipoma, or angiomyolipoma in a pediatric patient. We need to evaluate patient for tubular sclerosis. Normal thickness of postmenopausal endometrial tissue, typically about 5 millimeters. If the endometrial tissue is less than 5 millimeters, that would be consistent with endometrial atrophy, especially if it's less than 2.5 millimeter, and this typically would present with endometrial bleeding. If there is endometrial thickness, let's say greater than 5 millimeters, 8 or 9 millimeter with endometrial bleeding, then we are worried about endometrial cancers in a postmenopausal female. We talked about this before, but I will ask it again. Nodular scarring of the fallopian tubes, other way it would manifest on imaging as numerous small diverticula from the fallopian tube. This is secondary to chronic inflammatory changes or chronic infection. This is salbingitis isthmica nodosa. Again, it has characteristic appearance on imaging. What type of cancer is seen in a uracal remnant? And we have a remnant of the uracus or communication outside of the bladder, which can be 
due to persistent or remnant urachis, what kind of cancer these patients get? They get adenocarcinoma. Again, we said midline cancers, regardless of it being a diverticula or a urachis, they will get adenocarcinoma. Transitional cell carcinoma is the most common cancer of the bladder, but in urachal remnants or diverticula, patients will get adenocarcinoma of the bladder. What is didelvis uterus? Didelvis uterus meaning, well, we'll have two fundal cavities or two uterine cavities with separate cervices. Again, two cervix and the fundal cavity or endometrial cavity is completely separate. That's didelvis uterus, two separate uteri that can connect to either a single vagina or two vaginal canals. Surgical options for urostomy. Obviously, this is a surgery. We need urostomy once we remove the bladder for prostate cancer or bladder cancer or pelvic exoneration. The options, common options, are ileal conduit, Indiana pouch, and neobladder. All of these options involve taking a small segment of small bowel and making it into a collection or an output for the bilateral ureter. Now, once we anastomate it is where the difference is. In ileal conduit, the ileum or a small segment of the ileum functions as a conduit connecting the ureters into the ileostomy. And that's the urostomy, ileal conduit. There is no reservoir. In Indiana pouch, the small bowel is shaped into a pouch that will contain urine that urine will empties into an ostomy. And finally, neobladder, the small bowel will be shaped into a collection or a round structure, and then that structure would communicate the urethra and the ureter functioning like a bladder. Appearance of prostate cancer within the transitional zone. Prostate cancer within the transition zone is typically described as erased charcoal sign. Erased charcoal sign referred to the homogeneous T2 hypointense signal with L-defined borders. Again, erased charcoal sign refers to bladder or prostate cancer within the transition zone, and it is a T2 hypointense signal with L-defined borders as if you're erasing charcoal markings. What is the cutoff for prostatomegaly? Anything greater than 5 centimeter in the transverse direction is considered prostatomegaly again prostatomegaly, anything greater than 5 centimeter. Imaging features of Bosniak type 3 renal cyst. 
These cysts are considered indeterminate lesions, meaning they carry malignant potential and may need surgical treatment and biopsy. On imaging, we see multiple septas with internal echoes on ultrasound and CT scan will demonstrate thick septations. Again, these septas are thick and with internal echoes on ultrasound. This would require biopsy. Obviously, type 4 is basically malignant or very, very suspicious of malignancy. What type of fat is present within a adrenal adenoma? So adrenal adenomas contain intracytoplasmic fat, small contents of fat within the cytoplasm that we can see on in and out of phase imaging, meaning we cannot typically see the adrenal fat within the adrenal adenoma on as a fat lobules on a CT scan. But if we were to do in and out of phase imaging, we will see signal drop out on the out of phase imaging consistent with intracytoplasmic fat. What is pseudo-enhancement or pseudo-tumor? This describes renal tissue that may demonstrate minimal enhancement on post-contrast imaging that is less than 10 Hounsfield units. Again, pseudo-enhancement on renal tissue that demonstrate enhancement or change in enhancement of less than 10 Hounsfield units. What is the most common location for prostate gland cancer? So the prostate gland is divided into zones. The zone with most common prostate cancer is the peripheral zone. Again, peripheral zone, we most commonly we find the prostate cancer in that. The second most common place where there is prostate cancer is the transition zone. And this is the zone that we said the cancer is described as erased charcoal appearance because of its low T2 homogeneous signals. The key thing in peripheral zone, it's more common. Now for prostate cancer, we use a grading system. The grading system has criteria that sits based where the cancer is. For example, a cancer in the peripheral zone the highest factor in determining its malignancy or its score is the DWI. A cancer within the transition zone will use the T2 to give it its score. But we'll talk about scoring prostate tumors later. You are shown a MRI pelvic MRI of the uterus or a fluorogram of the uterus with a T-shaped endometrial canal, what the diagnosis they're trying to get at. They're trying to get at DAS exposure or diethyl cell exposure. This is a synthetic estrogen that used to give women with history of prior miscarriage or premature labor in the, I believe, 1920s or 1930s. This is no longer in use because of its associated cancers and patients treated with that, their kids can have the T-shaped uterus and that's what we see again, T-shaped endometrial canal 
not uterus, sorry, T-shaped endometrial canal refers to DES exposure. Types of bladder injury, what we were talking about here, intraperitoneal versus extraperitoneal bladder injury. Extraperitoneal bladder injury is the most common and typically seen in a setting of pelvic fracture. We can see extraperitoneal contrast, meaning contrast within the pelvis or soft tissue. Treatment basically for extraperitoneal bladder injury is chronic Foley catheter. You just put the Foley catheter and leave it. And typically most common location is the base of the bladder. Now, intraperitoneal rupture or injury of the bladder, intraperitoneal meaning bladder, urine, all of the contents of the bladder will go in the intraperitoneal tissues, meaning around the colon interperitoneum organs. Now, this is less common injury. This is an injury that requires surgical intervention. And the way this happens is a direct blow into a distended or full bladder, typically occurring at the bladder dome because this is the part of the bladder that communicates with the intraperitoneal tissue. Again, intraperitoneal injury is less common, requires surgical treatment, and typically due to a direct blow to a distended bladder. Imaging features associated with retained products of conception. What we see or what we get on ultrasound, typically this is shown. The endometrial is thickened because there is still products within it. There is echogenic intrauterine mass within the canal. There is flow. And finally, we have product or symptoms for the patient. So that's how they present. They present with symptoms for long bleeding after delivery or after abortion. And retained product can include retained portions of the placenta or fetal tissue if there has been an abortion. On imaging, we have echogenic material or complex echotexture within the endometrial canal. On Doppler, we see color or increased flow because of the vascular supply. Solid pediatric renal tumors seen in newborn. We have two mesoplastic nephroma, and this is a solid tumor of infancy. Kids or newborns can be born with it. And the second type is nephroblastomatosis. Anything with blastomatosis, we know it's uh, cells that would form additional tissue. And nephroblastomatosis is a nephrogenic rest cells, which can be normal in newborns. Now, these cells, especially if they they are bilateral or these rests, if they're bilateral, can turn into Wilms tumor and they're typically followed with ultrasound until they're eight years old. Again, nephroblastomatosis can be bilateral. If they are bilateral, then we'll follow them until eight years of age when they need to resolve and mesoplastic nephroma, and this is a solid tumor of infancy where kids or newborns are born with it. Chyluria, this is fat or chylus within the bladder, 
and we see it as layering density within the bladder, meaning fat density layering on top of the urine within the bladder. Etiologies for it are either filariasis, which is an infection that causes nephrotic syndrome, or can be iatrogenic due to lymphatic tissue dissection, can be seen in partial nephrectomies. Again, partial nephrectomy, which leads to injury to the lymphatic system, or it can be due to infection of filariasis. fat-containing lesions within the adrenal gland versus the kidney versus retroperitoneum. Now, in the adrenal gland, we have myolipoma. Again, fat-containing lesion within the adrenal gland is myolipoma. A fat-containing lesion within the kidney is AML. And finally, fat-containing lesion within the retroperitoneum. We need to, number one on our differential B, liposarcoma. Can it be just a lipoma? Yes, but if it's in the retroperitoneum, we need to exclude liposarcoma. When you hear the description or imaging feature of infiltrative renal mass, what are we thinking of? We're thinking of ureterial or transitional cell cancer. If it's expansile, then we're thinking of RCC. Again, terms to watch out for when reading questions. Infiltrative would indicate a urethelial origin cancer and an expansile renal mass is typically RCC. A type of hepatic adenoma that is associated with malignant potential. This is Beta-ketinin-mutated hepatic adenoma has malignant potentials. Again, hepatic adenomas are typically benign except for this subtype. The beta-ketinin-mutated hepatic adenoma has malignant potential. A large solid unilateral adrenal mass with invasive margins. What is the number one on the differential? The number one is adrenal carcinoma. Again, large solid unilateral adrenal mass with invasive margins can have venous invasion, may contain hemorrhage and cystic areas. These are all features of adrenal carcinoma or adrenal cortical carcinoma or adrenal cancer. These are all the same terms describing the same entity. Again, by the time of diagnosis, this is typically a very large and bilateral in 10% of cases. Again, adrenal cortical carcinoma or adrenal carcinoma. What is the equation for absolute washout of an adrenal mass? So absolute washout equation is the enhanced portion of the CT scan values subtracted from the delayed CT. All of this is divided by the enhanced CT Hounsfield values of that nodule subtracted from the non-enhanced CT. Again, the absolute washout value refers to 
the washout value of a adrenal nodule and it is the enhanced minus the delayed divided by enhanced minus the non-enhanced. A typical adrenal adenoma washout value is greater than 60%. Obviously, the enhanced signal characteristic should not exceed 120 Hounsfield units. If it exceeds 120 Hounsfield units, we're thinking of a malignant process and this is not valid. Again, adrenal absolute washout regardless of its relative or absolute washout. And there's two different equations. So we need to pay attention if they're going to be very particular and ask a detailed question. If it says absolute washout, then it uses a delayed CT. There is a delayed sequence compared to the relative washout. And if it's greater than 60%, then we can say it's an adrenal adenoma. Obviously, as long as the enhanced portion does not exceed 120 Hounsfield units. name of the bilateral ovarian cyst that are related to hyperstimulation from elevated levels of beta HCG. These can be seen in twin pregnancies, gestational trophoplastic disease, or hormonal stimulation of the ovaries. Again, bilateral ovarian cyst related to stimulation from elevated level of beta HCG. These are termed Theca lutein cyst. Again, theca lutein cysts are bilateral ovarian cysts seen in conditions with elevated beta HCG. And because it's a systemic process, they are typically bilateral. Let's end with that question and hopefully we'll pick it up tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening.